there anything that we need to talk about? Is there is there a reason that we're playing this song? Did this just I didn't come know. up in rotation? I, I, Are you, I rolled you the had dice. better not I thought be that, I didn't know you were running in the Tesla me. today. I thought yeah. you were driving in the minivan. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> and my minivan only seats seven, not eight, like they said in the song. You put the kid in the baby seat and then you put a kid on top of that on one top strap them in <laughs> duct tape <laughs> bungee cords duct tape yes. oh no yes. no no it's okay. easy wow yeah I, I thought you might uh, you bring it in the minivan today that's all you, you didn't think I was you didn't think that one through I have at all Tesla minivan Tesla minivan yeah I don't how know how did I know you were going to do the sporty thing today you know what's ironic I don't know if it is ironic you know what's funny I had so I had two really cool sporty cars I had, oh, at yeah. one point, a Mazda RX-7. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yes. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I begged my husband, after having that Mitsubishi Eclipse for about two years. Was that the spider? Uh, no. Oh, I had the spider. You did. Yeah. Well, but I, no, I, yes. I rented oh. it. Yes. It was just, yes. Beautiful, beautiful car. Sun, oh. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. You, you looked... I get I, you look it, cool it, in that. it was yeah. and I would drive through strangers would say that's a really nice car. I'm like, They're ignoring you. you. Yes. This car's great. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I got tired of not having room for stuff, like my purse. Yeah. <laughs> and not being able to transport anyone with me, uh, other than maybe one person. And then if you're going down to Lowe's or wherever you're going mm. to get bags of fertilizer or or anything that takes up some room, yeah. it is not happening yeah. in a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Well, so I finally said, and I saw I a van that I loved, yeah. and it looked like an, it looked SUV-ish enough to me. I said, please, can we do this? I cannot believe I'm asking to turn in my Eclipse in favor of a van mm. but i did i did i remember uh i rented a mitsubishi spider eclipse mm-hmm. convertible yeah uh and i was doing i was in vegas yep i was doing utah and arizona okay and doing some fishing doing a little sightseeing mm-hmm. it's like yep yeah, this is good <laughs> um and i got into vegas I put that top down. Yeah. Yeah, baby, bring it on. <laughs> 115 degrees. Yes. Bumper to bumper traffic. I had to put the convertible up yes. and turn on the AC. Yes. I felt like a TV dinner. Yes. I was like, ah. Oh. And is. it was hotter than the hinges of hell when I was out there. <laughs> Even uh, the only time I could put the top down, I was yep. driving through Zion National Park. Yep. At six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I could put the top down. Yes. And I'm going through the arches. It's like, yeah, this is what I paid the big bucks for. Yes. Nine o'clock, the top's back up and the AC's on. I'm like, oh, this yeah. was a bad choice. Yes. So we went, my husband and I went to the Keys. Was it last year? Two years ago? Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago, we yeah. went to the Keys. Yeah. And he loved the convert. So we rented a convertible. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And he's going to love how cool I am because I am one of those chicks that I do not need to have my hair pristine. I love to have it blow around in the wind with the, the convertible top down. That's fine. The wig well, doesn't blow off? <laughs> I oh, staple it okay, to the top right, of my head okay, so that it doesn't check. go anywhere. So we're driving around. And just like you said, within about a half an hour. And this was in May. I mean, it wasn't even... I was dying. It is constantly hot. So finally, the last day, I mean, I didn't have to worry about my hair going anywhere because it was plastered to my face in sweat. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it was not all that I wanted it to be. 
last day, I was like, could we please not have the top down? Just put the top up and put the air conditioning on. I need to breathe. So it is. There's that. You know, there's that. These certain days, it has to be an ideal day to look really cool and enjoy the benefits of a convertible without cooking yourself, as you said, like a and, and dinner. If, and if you're not familiar with, I don't know, say I grew up uh, driving MGBs. Uh, MGBs and MGB GTs and Triumph Spitfires, uh, little little sports cars. Okay, yeah. Okay, and I'm a I'm a big guy. I was gonna say, how do you fit? Uh, excuse me. Okay. Yes. Let me get to the crux of the story All before right. you pounce on me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not used to waiting. I look minuscule yeah. next to your old man. Yeah. So how the <laughs> yeah. hell do you yes. get in a car with him? <laughs> That's about the size of a recliner. I know. Seriously. I know. Well, that's just it. He puts the seat all the way back, yeah. and then the top is down, so it works. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. holy shnikes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Do you yeah, remember yeah. your wedding night? Of course. Okay. It was romantic. It was. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, hours after exchanging vows, North Carolina couple exchanged blows at a oh, Florida no. hotel. Uh, police found the bride in a wedding dress covered with blood and the groom with injuries to his face. Yep. <laughs> yep. They were called to the Hilton in Naples, where they encountered Stephanie Genus, 32, in the salon room. Her wedding dress had several blood spots down the front. The left strap of her dress was torn. Uh, her face and chest were covered in blood. She was crying. Uh, the newlywed was involved in some sort of altercation with the man she had married earlier that evening. Uh, she told cops they had quarreled about her brother while in their hotel room. The dispute turned violent. Uh, he suffered a uh, She suffered a bloody nose, busted upper lip, swollen eye during the altercation. He said, my wife headbutted me. <laughs> he had a cut on the bridge of his nose, swelling on his face, and dried wow. blood on his pants. Oh, goodness. Um, they each claimed to be the primary aggressor. Both were arrested for domestic battery. I'm kind of guessing... This is not going to be a long-term thing. No. Wow. No, they haven't even boxed up the, the rest of the cake yet. No. Wow. They were each released on $1,000 bond. Hope they didn't have an open oh bar. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That is one way to, yes, to yep. end that, that <laughs> honeymoon night. And, and under the category, begins. my favorite category, uh, yeah. uh, seriously, dude, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Uh, there was a guy busted for Dewey. Yeah. wearing a Biden is an idiot t-shirt. Think about your choice of material um, while yeah. you're standing in the booking. Yeah. Biden yeah. looks like a saint compared to you. <laughs> okay? Yes. Just saying. Yes. You know? Um, oh, gosh. Just, just think about your attire. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah, how that's promoting that statement for you. Yep. Oh, yep. goodness gracious. I was like, man, oh, man. Well, I love these stories because it makes you and me look so normal. Oh, I know it is. Yes. And those are just like you said, those are the ones we can glom on to and let our mind kind of wrap around or try to wrap around yeah. as opposed to yeah, the actual strife. Biden's and, an idiot. Oh, my goodness. That guy just looks like. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's wow. just. Yeah. Oh, dear. Pick your fights, guy. That's yeah. all, all But I'm not saying. with your spouse on your wedding night. No. Wedding night. I I mean, you barely. She still had the gown on. Yeah. She still had yeah. the gown yeah. on. She had butted me. Uh, well, then all bets are off. You yeah, go at yeah. it. Yeah, wham. Oh, Smackdown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Gracious. All right. Uh, 8.14 is the time. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, Sean's in today. Yeah. Uh, Davis Wealth Management. Uh, talk a little moolah. Mm -hmm. how, to, how to acquire and keep yes. moolah. 
Uh, Mighty John, the record guy, back in the house uh, after much demand. Well, Bob from Marlowe wanted him back on. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to uh, talk to Mighty John yeah. uh, in the next hour. Yeah. And uh, fresh off a tour of the Granite State, uh, Senator Hassan. I think she's back in Washington now. Um, she was uh, uh, the deployment ceremony on Saturday. She did something on Sunday. She was at uh, BAE Systems yesterday. I think she's back. But anyway, uh, Maggie's going to check in with us and uh, see what's going on. So kind of a busy morning. We'll take yeah. a break, warm up the coffee, be back on the other side. Strong. Barrett Strong, uh, Motown. Uh, that was the original version. And then, of course, John Lennon uh, did two takes, uh, shredded his voice. And George, you mean shredded his voice trying to do the he, song? He was screaming, Money! Really? The Beatles no, version really. of Money. It was a great high energy bit. Okay. But they could only do two takes. John just shattered his voice really? doing it. Okay. Um, and George Martin went, Okay, we're done. <laughs> and, and that was it. Um, two different. That has a definite Motown feel to it, too, I think. 61, 62. Uh, then the Beatles did it, 62, 63. Uh, did the you know, British Invasion feel to it. Um, and I like it. Mm. But anyway. But speaking of money and the acquiring and the keeping part, Sean Toll back in the house from Davis Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thank you. The keeping part's really important, isn't it? Yeah. It really <laughs> it is. is. It is important. It is. I like that. So, um... You guys are moving on. You, you, you're making changes and honing the machine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're developing some new um, new ways to help educate people. So beginning but you're on... Big, you're big on that, education. I, I, that's, I yeah. mean, that's why I do this. Yeah, I, I want to work I with people and educate them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still working on you. He's, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he likes people and yeah. educating him, them. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Wow. Walk in. Okay. No, uh, gosh, we've been doing this... Um, for a few years now. Right. And yeah, you've been real big on education because a lot of people, when, when you talk about financial advisors, there's still a segment that think, oh, you guys are just humping products that make you money. May not be right for me, mm -hmm. but you're taking care right. of yourself. And you go out of your way to say, whoa, 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 hang on. We don't tell you what to do. We, What do you want? What are your goals? What are your things? 
and and you walk into it that way. My whole goal is to educate folks on, first of all, I have to understand what, what their situation is and right. what their goals are, but then I really want to educate them on the different ways to um, to achieve their goals and different opportunities they have, um, whether it's a different way to save or a different way to invest um, or an annuity, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, a way to, to uh, generate predictable income. Yeah. Uh, show them the different options that are available, the pros and cons to each, and help them make the decision. I, I'm not going to make a decision for anybody. I want to help people make decisions to secure their financial future. Well, and you've talked about um, Social Security um, because I know you went to the Social Security school or whatever it is. Right, right. Um, and and uh, they will never tell you you should do this. What they will say is you have four options. <laughs> yeah, Pick exactly. what you want. Exactly. And, okay, you're doing the same thing ostensibly. Uh, in, in terms of my retirement and goals, uh, how to achieve those goals. There's not necessarily one direction. There's, there's no one way. If you, but, right. but listen, if you call Social Security and you say, can I collect a 62? They're going to say yes. Yeah. If you say, Should can you? I collect a 67? <laughs> they're going to say yes. Yeah. If I ask, can I collect a 61? They're going to say no. Right, yeah. but they're not going to tell you when they say yes. What's the what are the pros and cons of each? Right, right. that's right. where you work with somebody like me, and I'll say, okay, yes, you can retire at sixty two, but you're not going to get as much money as you will have if you retired at sixty seven or at seventy. Uh, and what's yeah. the impact of that long term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but see, but you don't know. That's why you go to exactly. a fiduciary. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. All right. right. So, um, so, so, what's part of this new education process? So, Steve and I are developing a new television show. It's going to be called The Path to Wealth and Wisdom, hmm. and it will be aired starting this Sunday, April 10th, on Channel 7 at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be aired weekly. 7, HDH? Uh, that is a, out of Boston, yeah, right? Yeah, Channel okay. Seven out of Boston. Yep. Uh, every Sunday at ten, and we're going to do a lot of what, what I do here with you, talking about uh, retirement, talking about the risks, talking about the opportunities, talking about the different things that we should all be thinking about. Uh, again, as an educational format to help people understand, um, you know, where they sit in retirement. So what radio wasn't enough for you? You had to go to radio <laughs> with pictures. <laughs> well, <laughs> he didn't like our green room, yeah, I guess. so he needs a nicer, well. bigger one, and he demands do, water no at the kidding. temperature of sixty-five degrees. If it is sixty-six keep, degrees, he's walking. How do you keep the boy on the farm? You know, jeez. <laughs> and he wants M and M only the red M and M. We created a monster. Oh here. my goodness, oh, man. I guess we should be honored that he's still, yeah, well, you know, yeah, know, coming in well, the and has, sitting come right on beside. The show hasn't started yet. Oh, we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. But, that's got to be exciting for you. It's, it's very exciting. It's, it was a little nerve-wracking, but um, but it's okay. You know, it's, it's again, Steve and I are, are teaming up on this, and um, it's the same thing as we're doing here, you know, with, with you on radio, just talking about what's going on out no, there. But, but I've, I've done television production before, a little different than radio. Um are they editing your stuff? Going, ah, cut. No, no. We'll take that part out now. Okay, pick it up from, boom. Okay, now roll. It, it is recorded, but it's recorded live, so yeah. there's, there's there's no edits. Okay. All right. That's good. See, that's what he wants, the studio audience. So if we get a laugh track or a, yeah. oh, 
yeah. or applause. Yeah. Like maybe that would kind of help <laughs> elevate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're real people, right? Yeah. And, and if we, you know, if if we uh, stumble a little bit or, or look funny, it's it's fine. We're but just see, we're I just think, people. I, out I there. think we've trained you to recover. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what am I going to do now? And you go over here. So we've trained you guys. So I, okay, that's good. We had the best teacher in the world. Yeah, there you go. We, we built a whole show yeah. around the stumbles. <laughs> so that's good. so. Uh, Sean and Steve will be on uh, Channel Seven out of Boston, uh, starting at noon on on Sunday. Sunday. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So you put a face with a voice now. Very cool. Very exciting. So it's every Sunday at noon. It will be 7. every Sunday at noon. We're looking for some different times right now, but that's that's where we're starting. Cool. Very exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, and same stuff that we're talking about here. Absolutely. So one of the things that we're going to talk about with, that we did in one of the first shows, uh, we're talking about annuities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't know how this happened, um, but in the United States, there's some people are very skeptical of annuities. There's, mm-hmm. It's like a four-letter word of finance. Yes. I don't know how we got there, and I don't know why. Annuities have bound, been around for hundreds, potentially even thousands of years. Uh, the Roman army was uh, given were given annuities um, really? when they retired uh, to help pay for their their retirement. Um, it's a very powerful tool that can really really help people in retirement because things have changed, right? Things have changed a lot. Social security is still there, right. uh, but what is social security? It's an annuity. It's an annuity. Yeah. An annuity is something that gives you a check right. for your lifetime. You pay into it and then you get it back with a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Pensions are the same. You pay into a pension. Right. And you get it back with a guarantee. Those are called defined benefits. They're going to define for you what your benefit will be when you retire. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Um, lots of people have lost their pensions. That's not as prevalent as it used to be. True. So now we're looking at retirement with a guaranteed check coming from Social Security and then a big pot of money that we have to figure out what to do with. A pot of money is our IRAs, our 401ks, right. our 403bs, right. right. and things like that. Saving is a pretty straightforward um, uh, approach. Right. We... Save. We, we, we get a paycheck, mm-hmm. peel a little bit off, put it into an account, invest it, and we just keep doing that over and over and over again. When we retire, we have well, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, maybe one hundred twenty-five. I don't know what it is. Everybody's yeah, right, different. Right, right. Okay, so now how do I treat that to make sure I don't run out of that pool of money between today and when I die? It's a very, very different um, process. It's a very, very difficult one. Um, that people struggle with. So when annuities come in with, and they solve a problem there, you can take a part of your money, you can put it into an annuity, you can say, okay, start giving me that check for as long as I live. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about when you're going to die. You don't have to, It takes a lot of risks and a lot of concerns off the table. You're going to get that check. And it fits in and it solves the lost pension that maybe you don't have. Okay. Right, it's yeah. a really key thing that people can use. Is is, is running out of money? A, I know people think about it, but is it a very real concern? It's a huge concern okay. these days, okay. uh, and we've talked about this before. It's coming becoming much more prevalent because people are living a lot longer. Yeah. When we used to retire 50 years ago, we'd retire at 65, 68, and probably going to live to about 75. Right now, people, if you're 65, you're going to hit your late 80s in all likelihood, uh, and if you hit 70, you're very likely hitting your 90s. So you're spending as many years in retirement as you were working. Yeah, but I'm not blowing the same amount of money on the same stuff at 85 as I did at 45. Well, no, different things, right? Well, at 45, you know, that's well, you're golfing, you're traveling, whatnot. But think about 
let's think about it this way: when you retire, yeah. at in your late sixties or seventies, I look at it three different ways. Those are, those are your go-go years. You just retired. You're right. still active. You want to get out and enjoy all this free time you have. One way that the no-go years. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's that's going to be five to seven. Well, seven to ten years, right? Okay. You're still active, and then you get the slow-go years. Slow-go. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. going to slow down a we're little getting bit. To, getting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. All right. Right, and so our our expenses come down a little bit because we're not out and mobile as yeah. much we're not doing so much right. and then we get the no-go years ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> the knees don't work anymore yep. you it. know maybe you have a walk who, who knows you just are not leaving the house that much more so except to go to the doctor money. oh health right health insurance so we see yeah. a lot of money early in retirement in the go-go years yep. and the slow-go years it comes down a little bit in terms of expenses and then we get to the no-go yep. We're spending a lot of money on health and uh, health care. I got it. Okay. All right. So think of it as a, uh, a, a smile, if you will. High expenses, low expenses, higher expenses, expenses again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, smile. Couldn't you pick another image? <laughs> I'm not smiling. <laughs> wow. But okay. But I see the point because I'm thinking well, I'm not spending as much money. But yeah, I, I'm still spending as much money. Just in, I'm not enjoying it as much. <laughs> you're spending, yeah, you're, you're spending it on different things. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, wow, because I've heard people say, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm gonna out, uh, my money's, I'm gonna outlive my money. Well, is that a real concern? I guess it is. But, uh, it, it definitely okay. is. Like I said, everybody, we're all living a lot longer, longer than. You know, we ever have in you know the history yeah. of the world here, yeah. and Social Security wasn't designed to provide us, um, you know, this this benefit for as long as they as it is, um, and with the pensions disappearing now, again, you have this money you've saved. You got to figure out how to make sure that lasts forty years. Well, we had uh, last week uh, we had uh, a gentleman on the CEO of um, it's a think tank out of Washington, the uh, committee uh, to support. Uh, Social Security, Medicare. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yep. uh, great, great crew. Uh, and he was notifying us there were some changes in Medicaid that were good. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, okay, what's the um, what's the drop dead date that Social Security is going to go belly up? You know, he's well, it's probably not going to go belly up. But he said it would be twenty twenty thirty three, twenty thirty four, somewhere 34. around. Yeah. And he said, but it's not going to go belly up. What it will do is reduce payment. So he said, instead of getting whatever, you're going to get 80% or 85% of what you're getting now. He said, unless we're bolstering it. So yeah, right. so if you're getting 1500 a month, now, you know, it may be only 80% of that. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. It's one that I don't like to foresee, but uh, it certainly is, is a possibility, right? Um thinking about the fact that social security could give you a check you know one year and then the next year say it's going to be reduced right um that that's like a, <laughs> it's a yeah it's a punch in the belly um you know i i do think that they'll also maybe um full retirement age right now for most people is 67 mm. um given the raw living longer given right. the funding problem with social security maybe we push that out to 68 69 maybe even 70 so you know, if you did things that, that they can do if you did that would you take your minimum uh your your distribution it's now what seventy and a half. It's seventy two, but that's uh, a different, dif different issue. That's yeah, taking out you, of your four hundred one k. Would you move that up? They're already looking in the tax um, uh, plans this year to start phasing in an increase in that as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with Sean Toll, Davis Wealth Management, DavisWealthMGMT.com. Be right back. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far. 
non-traditional <laughs> ways to try to I don't think there are recommended ways to build your portfolio <laughs> I don't mind a Powerball ticket every once in a while yeah well <laughs> yeah. you know yeah <laughs> why do I hear that Chantal in the house from Davis Wealth Management talking today about why choose an annuity and why is annuity such a dirty word um, I think uh, for a lot of people it's 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 kind of an insurance product and that's got a bad rep to it I don't understand why. We, we have car insurance, right? Yeah. We have homeowners insurance, yeah, right? Yeah. We have um, uh, life insurance, yep. right? Why wouldn't you insure yourself from running out of money? Well, no, 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 no. I understand that, <laughs> but I also uh, have heard from other people in your industry, not not so much now, but in past years, that there were some people that were agents that were more concerned about the products that benefited them not necessarily benefited the end user right and that word got around so that when the person who was being insured passed away there was no money it reverted to the insurance company and the, the survivors are going hello over here right well that's not the policy that they bought well then it, and that takes on a life of its own okay you it can and it did yeah. <laughs> you're right you're, okay yeah, so, uh, you have to avoid people like that yeah right well. it, it's it, the thing at the end of the day every every potential client i sit down with we sit down for 15 minutes to half an hour to even an hour i don't want to talk about anything specific i want to get to know that individual and i want them to know get to know me i want them to ask me all the questions that they possibly have to make sure that they like me and they trust me and i want to make sure that i can help that person you have to spend the time interviewing and, and, you know, working with somebody that you like and you trust. And finding somebody that is also a fiduciary is very helpful. You know, we're fiduciaries, and that means that any recommendation I make to any individual has to be in their best interest and not mine, right? Um, if you work with somebody that's not, uh, and that's a Series 65, which means you're a fiduciary. Right. If you work with somebody that's not a fiduciary, they simply have to make sure that whatever they're selling you is suitable, not necessarily in your best interest. An example would be if you're a uh, electrician and you need a big cargo van for all of your tools to get around to your jobs, but the car salesman sells you a, a, a Ford Explorer because you can still jam your stuff in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't really in yeah, yeah. your best interest. Right. It was the salesman's best interest because maybe they got a better uh, commission on that, right? right? But right. it was suitable. It got you from A to B, and you could jam your stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Good point. Good, good analogy. I like that one. Yeah. All right. So um, why would an annuity be It would be good, though, because it's a predictable amount of money. So I know I'm going to get this from Social right. Security. I know I'm going to get this from an annuity. I can plan accordingly. Exactly. Okay. What I the way we look at these uh, annuities, there, it's not everything. You don't take all of your money, um, all of the eggs in your basket, and put into the annuity. Okay, right. you use some. 
It could be 20%, 30%, 40% even. Now, what, what's, what depends on that? What is I it like, my goals? or It has to do with your goals. Okay. It has to do with how much you spend. It has to do with the longevity of your family. Oh. Right? We have to look at how long we think you might live. But it, the, the kind of the general rule of thumb when I look at this is with every client, we sit down and we look at their expense sheets. Mm-hmm. Say, give me all of your expenses. What do you have to pay every month? That's going to be your taxes, your heat, your electricity, <laughs> you know, uh, car payments, things like that. Sure. Uh, and then what do, you, what do you spend your money on that you don't have to? Going out to dinner buying the newspaper, you know, going on vacation. Those are things that make life fulfilling, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not survival expenses. Sure. Okay. Sure. So what I want to do is look at what your survival expenses are and let's say those are are $40,000 a year. Let's make sure that $40,000 you can pay for without having to worry about it. So let's take let's add your social security, your pension if you have it. Mhm. See how much that adds to and see what the difference is between your survival expenses and your predictable income. Okay. Okay. Yep. Let's say there's a $10,000 gap in that. Okay. Let's find an annuity to plug that $10,000 gap so that you can sleep easily at night knowing that, listen, I might not be able to go to dinner next week, but I know that the checks that I'm going to get from my Social Security, that annuity, and the pension if I have it is going to pay my survival expenses. Okay. Yeah, you sleep a lot easier. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And the, yeah. what do you want to do in retirement? Worry about your you know, your IRA every day and what's the market doing? Is it going up? Is it going down? How much money have I made? How much do I need to take out? No. No. Create that predictable income stream and pay your bills with it. Is, it, is there such a time as it's too late uh, that I got on the ship too late to, for retirement, for planning? You know, you know what I mean. I, I, I do. I mean, it gets harder and harder yeah. the longer you wait. I don't know that there's a definitive date uh, or time that makes it all of a sudden much more difficult or impossible. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the longer the, the longer you have your plan in place, you're going to benefit from the compounding interest, mm-hmm. right, in the money that you're investing. Um, if you if you enter into an annuity contract earlier on, you're going to get, um, we can go into the details some other time potentially, what are called mortality credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means every time you're in there, um, every year you're in that and the older you get you actually get a bigger benefit um plus the annuity that you're using will benefit from compounding interest uh and then as you get older if you when you start taking that income they're going to pay you a higher um uh, rate right so the longer you win these you're in these things whether it's an annuity or investment or even life insurance it works the same way uh the better the better and bigger the benefit is to you well you know that people are creatures of habit and there's going to come that don't head for the light moment, okay? Uh, that's when they go, I don't have a will. I haven't done estate planning. I haven't done... And then all of a sudden, it takes on paramount importance. Absolutely. The, the will and the trust are huge. I, I can't tell you how many people come into my office. And we have that meet and greet conversation, yep. right? And as we start chatting, I say, oh, well, do you have a, do you have a will? Do you have a trust? I can't tell you how many people say, oh, no, no. We've been thinking about that for a long time, but we don't. I said, you're 67 years old. (laughs) (laughs) You might want to do this. Um, The other end of that, too, is like, well, you're you're 48 years old and you've got children. What if you and your wife leave here today and get into a car accident and pass away? What happens to your children? Now the state's going to figure out what happens to your children. You die intestate. All huh. marbles are on the table, it's, and you don't control any of them. You control nothing. 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 Nope. So it's really important. If you're listening today and you don't have a will and you don't have a trust, the first thing you should do is go do that. Go get that done. Okay, and are those two exclusive? We use those two instruments uh, interchangeably, uh, will and a trust. 
So a will dictates dictates your final wishes. Right. Right. I want so-and-so to get X. I want so-and-so to get Y. A trust puts your assets while you're living into a vehicle, your trust vehicle, that you still control and own. Mm -hmm. um, it puts all of your assets into that vehicle so that the day you pass away, um, nothing has to go through probate probate to be transferred from your name to another name it's already in right. that final name and then from there it'll get distributed according to your will and and your idiot brother-in-law that you don't like if you're dead um if he's not taken care of in the trust he's out of luck yeah without a will and a, and a trust this creates so many problems yes. with families and fighting fighting over their grandparents or their parents yeah. uh, estate it's and it, you put, it rips them apart it's you put it's money really on the shame. table all of a sudden perfectly normal people just turn animal they do. Uh, you owe me. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Hello. But having a trust, you've already pre preordained. This is where stuff goes. It doesn't have to go through probate. It's not challengeable. Right. Bingo. Exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. But that many people come in that, that have yes. financial, have decent financial vehicles. Mm -hmm. They just Correct. haven't planned it accordingly. They just don't have that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do they do it after you kind of give them a little wake-up call? Most of them do. Okay. Okay. Most of them do. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Oftentimes I say, listen, don't come back. This is what I'm going to help you with is really important and time is of the essence. But get your trust done first. Get your will done first. doesn't yep. take long yep. at all. And then come back and then, we'll, and you then we'll work on our piece. You don't do trust. We don't. We, right. we have a network of attorneys in, in the area that we work with right. that are really good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So um, and within the annuity structure, are we okay for time? Sorry. We are. Well, I just I get, get engaged. We got one more? All right. Uh, let me, I'll ask you the question. We'll take a break, come back, and you can answer it. Uh, within the annuities, there are a whole bunch of variable annuities, uh, uh, fixed annuities, and all kinds of different. It's not just one annuity product. Correct. So I can get some money here, guaranteed here. It's tied to the indices over here. St you, know? you want me to answer this now or after the break? Think about it. Okay. I, I gotta remember what I just asked you. <laughs> we'll be back with the answer to what I just asked Sean right after this. I'm gonna marry for money. I'll be so damn rich it ain't funny. I'm gonna have me a trust fund yacht club hot tub piece of the pie. Find me a sweet sugar mama with a whole lot. That's another option. Powerball or marry for money. <laughs> I need a sweet sugar mama with a whole lot of zeros and commas. You know, he's just putting it right out there. <laughs> I love it. 852, Chantal in the house, Davis Wealth Management, daviswealthmgmt.com. So different kinds of annuities. Yep. All right. Uh, and, and the variable and fixed and did 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 So uh, some is guaranteed money, some is uh, not some guarantee oh, well, 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 let me explain this. again yeah, thank yeah. you <laughs> let's not confuse everybody all right there's, there's, there's an immediate annuity it's called a uh, single premium immediate annuity you put money in and then you say okay i want to start getting a check immediately and oh. boom it starts oh, okay okay the other are called deferred um deferred annuity so you you, you invest it it you let it grow you let that compounding interest happen and then you start taking that income at a later date there's three ways to do that mm -hmm. one is fixed you're going to put money in and it's going to give you 
two, three, four, five percent. I don't know what the number is. Right. It's it's predetermined what that number will be. Okay. There's no risk to the money you put in. It's no always risk. gonna earn okay. that good, good. That X percent. Okay. Um the other one that came out after that was kind of the original. The second one was what we call a variable annuity. Mm-hmm. It's variable because the money you put in can increase or decrease in value. Predicated on the market or predicated what? on underlying investment accounts. Okay. You go into variable annuity and they say, Okay, Peter, here are your options. There's 40 different funds you could put your money in. You pick them, and you do, and you know you hope over time that they go up, okay. but sometimes they go down. Okay. All right. And then the most recent development is what's called a fixed index annuity. Okay. This has no risk of principal, and it has crediting that's tied to the performance of a of an index or a benchmark. That would be something like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrials. Yep. Yep. So uh, fixed is... Predetermined, variable, up and down, fixed index, no downside, potential upside. Wow. Now, furthermore, you can use any of these, for, especially on the deferred side, for different things. You can use some for short-term growth. These are what we call multi-year guaranteed annuities. They're typically in three to five to seven-year segments. Okay. Um, Others for long-term growth. You put it in, you you let it sit there for 10, 20, 30 years uh, if you want. And then the other way to do it is to use them for the income that we've all been talking about, right? right? Um, you can, what they call annuitize it. Every annuity has that. That's where the term comes from. Mm-hmm. And you say to the insurance company, okay, I want to get a check for as long as I live. Um, and then it stops. The risk there is that you've passed away in two years. The insurance company keeps the money. The other option is, okay, I want to get for as long as I live, but make sure it's no less than 10 years. That way, if you pass away in two years, somebody's going to get it for another eight. Got it. Okay. Wife, children, charity, uh, whatever the case may be. Wow. A new development is what the... Um, coming to market is our riders they've been around for quite some time mm-hmm. now but it's it's an income rider so basically what happens is you you pay for a rider on your annuity and it will give you that that income check uh, for life the difference is that you have now have a debit and credit um, balance going on and every time they give you a check your account value decreases a little bit and what happens is let's say you pass away after that two years mm-hmm. and you only took twenty thousand dollars out of it Somebody's going to get that big chunk of money that you didn't touch uh, as a beneficiary. Wow. So that's really the way we look at it these days. There's a lot more protection wow. um, using that model. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So there is a lot to, a lot to go on here. There's a, there's a ton. When you com- when you bring all these different iterations together, it's like Baskin-Robbins. There's a thousand different flavors yeah. uh, you know, of these things. So, uh, but, but that's why you work with somebody that understands it. But as you, as you point out, there is no magic formula. Okay. 20% of your stuff should be in annuities. 15% should be, uh, there's no- You can't prescribe you that. You can't do that. No. Okay. okay. So if somebody says, got a formula. Nope, there's no such thing. Okay. All right, there you go. Wow, 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 wow. Um, do you still have that uh, uh, book, Income Allocation, floating around? Oh, we don't. You don't? No, we don't. Oh, because uh, I, I had somebody ask me about that. They heard you talking about okay. it. Okay. No, unfortunately, we are all out of those books. Hot sellers. That's good. They were. Well, they were free. So, you know. <laughs> um, speaking of free, if you would like to continue this conversation with Sean, you can get a free 15 uh, minute consultation. Uh, go to davidswealthmgmt.com and what upper yeah, upper right hand side right now uh you can click on that it's a link uh for our, our calendly and you can schedule a 15 uh, minute meeting with steve or myself uh if you want to call us deb can obviously help you with that that number is 603-715-2335 just call deb will answer the phone and she can schedule some time with us as well that's good 
And uh, it, this isn't like a timeshare thing that if you call, they're never going to let you off the phone. You have to buy something. It's not that way at all. Um, not at all. It's just a chance to chat saying, okay, you, you brought up this question, and I've been wondering, and blah, blah, blah. Great. Um, and as you said, it's a chance for you to get to know them, them to get to know you. Exactly. And I, I love it when people call after the show, too, especially if they're calling this week, um, you know, because hopefully I, you know, spurred their mind and, and, and got them thinking about uh, longevity and how long they're going to live and, and how much money do they have and are they going to run out and how do we solve for those problems? You know, give us a call now while it's fresh in your mind and we can, you know, I'll, I'll answer your questions. I'm not selling anything. I just want to help people understand uh, where they are and the risks that they're facing. No, that makes sense. And, and, uh, if you do uh, take Sean up on that offer, don't say, you know, Sean, you're great, but Peter and Jeannie, you know, ditch them. Okay, no, do not use that as a vehicle for that. Uh, or leave Jeannie's name out of it. Uh, <laughs> we'd appreciate that. So be back in a couple of weeks, and we'll uh, we'll continue this conversation. That sounds great. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, Davis Wealth Management, davidswealthmgmt.com is the website and the phone number again. 603 715-2335. Okay. All right. Good. We've got news top of the hour. Back on the other side, Mighty John, the record guy is going to be in. And later on next hour, uh, Senator Maggie Hassan checking in. Well, I know it's kind of late. I hope I didn't wake you. But what I've got to say can't wait. I know you'd understand. Every time I tried to tell you the words just came out wrong So I have to say I love you in a song Yeah, I know it's kind of strange Every time I'm near you I just run out of things to say Welcome back. 9.06 is the time. Relax. The bumper's coming. People worry. <laughs> they do worry. I, I know. I they look it. forward to your bump music. Yeah, well, well, we'll get it on. No, okay. no problem. Right. Um, you know who I, I want to get on? Um, um, I don't know if we can, but I'm going to try. Okay. Senator Lindsey Graham. Okay. Um, Senator from uh, South Carolina. Um, he um, He's kind of outspoken um and and the senate judiciary committee met uh yesterday to discuss and hold a vote on uh president biden's supreme court nominee judge katenshi brown jackson and graham said emphatically he would not support her despite his past votes for democratic appointments graham has voted to confirm nearly all of biden's judicial nominees and he explained that she's too far to the left for him to continue that trend he said, I'm inclined to vote for judges of the other side, but this choice was really embraced by the most radical people in the Democratic movement to the exclusion of everybody else. After four days of hearings and hearings, I now know why the left likes her so much. He said, the White House didn't go down the road and pick somebody neutral because we've got to pick somebody that's more appealing to the hard left. He said, they made that choice. We'll see how it plays out. And he said, you know, I, I find it difficult. He said, we live in... 
America today where your ideology is held against you if you're a conservative, and when you're a liberal, we're supposed to embrace everything about you and not ask hard questions. That's not the world that we live in. Like, thank you. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's just like, come on, man. Um, I feel that way. Hmm. If, if, if you are a, a center-right Republican, oh, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, you. Uh, uh, well, and, and if the Republicans sweep the midterm elections, it's disaster for America. And I'm like, really? Look at all the polls. The majority of Americans are saying we're not going in the right direction. Right, right. So, so no. But if you are our center left, then you believe everything you say is right, and everything we say center right is wrong. It's like, come on. And and for him to actually say that, I'm like, well, thank you, Lindsay. I, I appreciate that. So I'm going to see reach out. Um, I know, I know somebody. Uh, in Washington that knows his staff. So maybe you know I can, a guy. I know a guy. Know a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. we'll, we'll see if I can do that. Okay. Um, and, you know, the nice thing is people say, oh, no, you can't get him. We live in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is still a draw. Um, you know, first of the nation primary for however long that's going to hold. Uh, but we're going to see if we can um, maybe uh, attract uh, Lindsey Graham. Um, he's a sharp guy. Um, and again, he's, he's not been a reactionary. He has voted to support um, uh, many of uh, um, President Biden's nominees. But he said this one, no can do. All right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what we can do. 9.09 is the time. We're going to shift gears, get off politics now. We're going to go back to vinyl. We're going to talk to Mighty John, the record guy. And by way of introduction, John always looks for a snappy introduction for us. So I guess this is the best we can do. You don't have to be a star, baby, to be in my show. You don't have to be a star, baby, to be in my show. 1976- Six or 77. Uh, Marilyn McCoo, Billy Davis. You don't have to be a star to be on our show. Well, John, that but I am, says but it I all. Am. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, my friend? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Living the dream, as always. Thank you. Good. Good. Good to have you back. And and uh, if you'd like to follow along, you can go to moneymusic.com. And I did not know this. Well, I kind of did, but I didn't. Uh, Blinded by the light. Uh, number one hit for Manfred Mann in 1976, but the first release was in 1973 by the guy who wrote it, the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Manfred Mann's million seller is worth no more than $5. But if you have a copy by the boss, it's worth up to $1,000. And if you have the picture sleeve, there's another 500 on top of it. That's right. Wow. So, I, I do you thought, have a copy? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Manfred Man. Yeah, that one I got. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Manfred Man, you thought million seller. I got that. It's going to be worth money. But no, Bruce uh, it didn't really go anywhere uh, four years no, before it, was, it. Right. Wasn't a hit. Didn't make the top 100. Wow. And that's worth yeah. 1500 bucks, potentially. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. But the one before that, Spirit in the Night, which was his first 45. It's currently up to four thousand dollars. Was that uh, what was what uh, was that on Columbia? Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Okay. Wow. So, 
Wow, wow, wow. All right. Man, oh, man. Um, and vinyl's still resurging, I see. Yes. It's, thank goodness. Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to go back into radio. No, 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 John. <laughs> oh, my God, you'd have to get up at oh, dark 30 again. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember those yeah. days. So uh, so what's shaking? What's, what's going on? Well, we have a brand new list for you this month in April with 10 records worth $100 or more. And, Peter, there's a chance that you actually might have some of these. Ooh. So, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. So we'll start at number 10. Elvis, one of his great love songs, You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, uh, with its picture sleeve, currently up to $150. Wow. wow. $50 for the record, yep. $100 for the picture sleeve. Ah. I assume those are the uh, the picture sleeve is the more rarer of the two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Rarity has everything to do with value. Yep. Yep. That's why you're so valuable, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still but in Janie, the original Janie wrapping. Is much more valuable. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You call anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He calls collect with you. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I'll gladly yeah, pay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> How about the Rolling Stones? Can't get no satisfaction. Well, you can if you have a copy of the 45 with picture sleeve up to $250. 200 of that just for the picture sleeve. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Here's a trivia question for you, Peter. Okay. Uh, this song made the top 10 twice once in 1961 and again in 1988, thanks to a movie that came out in 1988. It's uh, Motown was the group. Uh, shop could... around. That's a good, good guess. The Contours. Do you love me? Ah, uh, yep. Popular okay. again in the Dirty Dancing movie, so it was a hit That's again, right. nineteen eighty-eight. Yep. 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 Okay. And the album currently up to three hundred dollars. Wow. Who did the forty-five Heart of Glass? Blondie. Very good. The value, strictly for the picture sleeve. If it's in color, no more than $10. But if it's black and white, up to $350. <laughs> Why? Well, most of them, most of them went to radio stations. Didn't really be a promotional copy, but most of them were sent to radio. Ah, so, okay. if you were on radio in 1979, 1980, Peter, yeah. that might have come across your desk. It probably did, and I hated Blondie. Uh, I wasn't New Wave, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay. Well, you'd change your tune if you had the picture sleeve. Damn Skippy, I would. You're right. I love Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a trivia question for you. First number one hit for Motown. Uh, girl group. I'm sorry? A girl group. Uh, now see, I thought the first million seller was Shop Around by Smokey. Uh, n number one, though. Number one on Billboard. What was the first number oh, one? first number one. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Girl group, not the Supreme. No, no. No. The Barberlets. Please, uh, Mr. Post. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. First number one hit. Now, the value is for the album, if you have a copy. If the color of the label is yellow, $250. If the color of the label is white, not a promotional copy, but if the color of the label is white, four hundred dollars. Mm. Please, Mister Postman. Wow, wow. Now I know this is one of your favorite albums of all time, Peter. Metallica, <laughs> the album 
Metallica, known as the Black Album. Current value up to $400. Mm. Heavy metal. It's worth money, Peter. I, I guess. I love it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big wedding song for Etta James. Do you know the title? The song is played at a lot of weddings. Not at last. Yes, Jeannie. Very good. Oh, exactly. That's my motto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you did it four times. It's about time you got it right. Oh, I love that yeah, song. Okay. Love wow. it. At last, my love has come along. Yes. The value for the album, if you have a copy, look at the label. If it's green or brown, $40. If the label is black, $500. So little wow. things make a big difference. Oh, okay. Argo is the name of the label, by the way. Argo Records, A-R-G-O, Argo. Hmm. Eddie James. Jazz can be quite collectible. We often talk about rock and roll, but don't forget jazz. Miles Davis, the album Young Man with a Horn. Current value up to $750. Wow. What year was that, John? 1952. Wow, okay. It goes back. Yeah. Now, you never heard of this group, Peter. They're called Sincerely San Jose. But in reality, they are Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Ah. Their first record, What the World Needs Now, is a copy of this record. It's worth up to $750. San, Sincerely San Jose. Wow. That was the name of their group. Huh. And number one for this week, um, Roy Orbison's first First record. Do you know what it was, Peter? No. It was also a big hit for Creedence Clearwater Revival. Suzy Q? Ooby Doobie. Ooby Doobie. Yep, 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 yep. Ooby Doobie. Yep, okay. Roy Orbison, 1955. Roy Orbison was a country singer, and Pat Boone said to Roy, you know you're not going to make any money singing country. Try this new rock and roll stuff. And he said, okay, I'll try it. And he did Ooby Doobie. And that rest is history. That 45... On Jewel Records, currently up to one thousand dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wow. Now we had a we had a listener call the other day, and he said, "I've got a Dionne Warwick album, um, and apparently she was it, it's a European label. Uh, she was in Europe. She was doing all the uh, uh, Hal David Burt Backrack stuff on tour." Right. And he said, is there any value to that? And I said, European labels, a lot different than, you know, American label. I don't know. Right. Well, uh, she's not extremely collectible. Doesn't mean she's not popular, but not extremely collectible. Most of her albums in the U.S. on Scepter Records are worth up to about 30 to $40. Uh, one way we're able to put a value on a record is to know how many were released? Those figures accessible in the U.S., not accessible overseas. So there's no way to put a, no way to put an established value on a uh, import from another country. Doesn't mean it doesn't have value, but most in most cases it's of equal value as the U.S. release. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and if you want more information on that, you can uh, uh, go to moneymusic.com and, and you know buy. Um, uh, record appraisal guides or uh, contact John and say, hey, do you know people that can put me in contact with blah, 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 blah. Because John, John does not part with money. Okay, he ain't buying anything. <laughs> he knows well, people. Do we, want, 
we want to mention, you know, up until about two months ago, we just offered everything on CD-ROMs. But now all our guides are also available on flash drives. So if you prefer that, that's available now. Wow, what's next, A track <laughs> Well, you know, we used to put it out in book form. And oh. people always ask, do you have a book? Mm. And uh, we did the numbers. Now, the book would be the size in the old days of the New York City phone book. Yeah. It would be over 1,400 pages, and it would cost about $150. So we decided <sighs> 1995 sounds a lot better Absolutely. than $150. And a hell of a lot cheaper to make additions or deletions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Wow, 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 wow. So are you still talking to uh, radio stations all over the country? Yes. They always ask about you, Peter. I bet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet they are. You've made me a legend, John. I owe you for that, uh, but that's I'll okay. I'll what I'm working on, and I shouldn't tell you this because, uh, you know, how you are. Yeah. But hopefully in uh, maybe by the end of next month we'll have a YouTube channel. So you can really see us. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And we'll be posting our top ten lists and uh, showing them so you can actually see what they look like. And, you know, giving a little bit of trivia about them. Okay, when you record, one of them, let Jeannie and I come over, and we can, like, be in the studio audience when you're doing a show. Yeah, we could be your studio audience. <laughs> yeah. We will clap oh, we'll appropriately. Clap. We'll laugh at anything yes, you say, John. Absolutely. Well, it's a very small studio, so Jeannie is welcome. <laughs> Good man. Uh, no more collect calls yeah, okay. from John. Okay. Moneymusic.com is the website. Check it out if you have more questions about vinyl because he's got the answers. John, my friend, stay well, and I want to hear more on the YouTube channel. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. See you, John. 921 is the time. Going to take a break. That's cool. That's very cool. He was nothing until he got a hold of us. Exactly. Well, okay. We made him. I know no. that. I know that. We okay. just have to convince him of that. Yeah. 921, taking a break. Back with more. Twenty-five is the time. This is what the world needs: more Huey Lewis, less rap music. Okay, I'm going more <laughs> Huey Lewis. There you go. It's my pleasure to welcome back. It's been a while, uh, uh, United States Senator Maggie Hassan, and I decided not to play Maggie May today, Senator. Well, thank you very much, Peter. You'll be, you'll be excited to know that it was my husband's birthday this weekend, and our children got him a Victrola, so he can play his LP. There you go. Old school. That's great. I love. I Old love school. vinyl. I still have my AR turntable, and you know, I'm, uh, I'm not on big on new technology, but that's okay. Yeah. No. I, the, the compromise the kids made is they got him one that plays his vinyl, but also is compatible with Bluetooth. No. Okay. No, that's good. <laughs> you know, so you've got some options there. Absolutely. But anyway, it was fun. We were listening to we were listening to the old albums all weekend. It was fun. If there was something nice and comforting about albums. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Well, it was nice to see you. I hadn't seen you in a while, but to see you Saturday for the uh, deployment ceremony in Concord. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great to be in person, and as always, just it's it's really moving and humbling uh, to be with the men and women of the New Hampshire National Guard. Well, and I always appreciate um, the fact that members of the uh, uh, congressional delegation, you obviously are pulled in a lot of different directions. The fact that you make it a priority to show up, uh, I always point that out because it is so appreciated by the soldiers and leadership and the families. 
Well, you know, they show up for us, right, in in the most fundamental way that there is, uh, putting everything, their lives um, on hold and their lives on the line. And uh, the least we can do is um, be with them when they are getting ready to deploy and let the families know that whatever they need during the deployment or after, uh, the rest of New Hampshire wants to be there for them. Um, and um, I always find these um, ceremonies really humbling, uh, and it's just really important, uh, especially right now with what's going on in the world, to remember that live free or die um, means something. And uh, we have, we're lucky to have the men and women in the New Hampshire National Guard um, illustrate what it means and what it takes uh, to live in a democracy every day. No, absolutely. And I know when you were home, you capitalized on it. And speaking about what's going on in the world, uh, you did a, a, a tour of BAE Systems. Yeah, I did. You know, what What we all know is that uh, the pandemic has really disrupted supply chains in a whole lot of different ways, whether it's small businesses that I've been hearing about uh, this from, or whether it's a business like BAE, you know, a, a very large, um, incredibly important business to our national defense and our national security, and a huge employer in New Hampshire. They are all experiencing supply chain difficulties. BAE is bringing in-house some of the manufacturing of some of the products that they need in their critical uh, defense technology. And one of the things I really wanted to hear from them firsthand was how that was going. Uh, We are working on a bill in Congress, both the House and the Senate, across party lines, uh, to really make sure that we can innovate here at home. We're the best innovators in the world. We're the best entrepreneurs in the world. I'm focused, as we put together this package, on making sure we have incentives for manufacturing here at home in critical sectors like solar, semiconductors, defense tech, medical devices. And so um, I really wanted to hear how we could be helpful because we know that until we get the supply chain issues um, smoothed out, something that we started to work on in the bipartisan infrastructure bill, but we've got more to do, we're still going to see disruptions in the economy. It's one of the drivers of inflation, right? Um, So it was important uh, for me to hear from them uh, the creative ways that they've been addressing it uh, and then to stay focused on what we can do um, moving forward, not only to, you know, help with our supply chain issues, but also to be independent as a country. I want us to be self-sufficient and be able to outcompete countries like China. Well, and I hate to sound like us against them, but I hate counting on China for for critical needs like semiconductors. Right, right. We invented semiconductors, but then we stopped making them. And uh, one of the other things, you know, that you heard uh, the president talk about last week is uh, a focus now on what kind of raw materials we can mine ourselves here in the United States for things like battery storage as we also work to strengthen our clean energy options, right? So we need to uh, kind of redouble our efforts to remember uh, what we've got here at home and what we can use here at home and again, never have to rely on a country like China, uh, again, in the face of a global crisis like the pandemic or a war. So are we behind, Senator? Uh, are, are they out competing us? And is it going to take a curve for us to get back ahead? Well, here's here's the good news. For the first time in 20 years, our economy has grown faster in the last year than China's. So that's the good news. Um, the Chinese government has historically subsidized some of its critical 
industries um, and you know we're a free market economy so as we think about ways to invest and ways to incentivize manufacturing to come back here uh, that's kind of what we're competing with in China I will always put American innovation and competitiveness and the free market ahead of what happens in China uh, but we do have to understand what they're doing and make sure that we're taking our own American-based steps in a way that's consistent with our values um, and our freedom uh, to make sure that we continue to lead competitively around the world. Now, I'm assuming, Senator, that uh, this is bipartisan. There shouldn't be a lot of bickering about this. No, there, th- this is quite bipartisan. Um, we passed a version of uh, this bill in the Senate last spring, strong bipartisan vote. The House uh, passed it, uh, I think, at the end of the uh, last year or early this year. And now uh, we're sitting together in Washington House and Senate uh, to hammer out details. You know, people always have different ideas about the best way to approach things, but the goal is very clear, and it's a it's a strong bipartisan goal. No, that's good. Now, I know you've been running around, uh, and I... I, I, your, your office, your staff, uh, does a phenomenal job in, in uh, generating uh, your positions on things and press releases. Uh, so I know you're busy. You, you do know um, you have a re-election campaign running, right? Uh, have I you, do. Have, have you looked at that at all, Senator? Uh, so, uh, you know, my focus continues to be on delivering for the people of New Hampshire. Um, but it, yes, it is an election year, so I look forward to doing what Granite Staters expect, which is uh, making sure that we continue to have conversations about what I'm working on, uh, what their priorities are, and how I can deliver for them uh, on those priorities. Um, I'm proud of some of the work I've done, and I'll point out uh, the work we did to get the bipartisan infrastructure deal done, among other things, high-speed internet to every community in New Hampshire uh, will be um, funded and, and implemented uh, through that bill. I'm proud of the work I did. Again, cross party lines to end the practice of surprise medical billing. Stood up to the entire healthcare industry to get that done. Um, and there's ongoing work uh, we've been doing um, for our veterans and um, for um, people throughout the Granite State uh, when it comes to just trying to help them get through uh, the pandemic. Uh, there's more work to do, and that's what I continue to focus on. I am lucky uh, to represent a state where people are just always eager to engage and uh, looking forward to that, you know, when, whenever I'm home, being able to have that kind of one-on-one engagement with Granite State voters. Well, one of these times when you get home, Maggie, you got to come up to the studio and, and sit, uh, sit here with Jeannie and I some morning. Yeah, I would love that. And, you know, I uh, I am home generally for about half every week, and so it's really fun to be able to be out and about with people. You know, the thing that I always tell my colleagues is, you know, in New Hampshire, um, people expect you to engage, and you got to earn uh, every vote, and that's the way it should be um, in a vibrant and robust democracy. And I'm so grateful to our state uh, for just being so committed to making sure uh, that we all uh, talk with each other. We're going to have differences. That's American. That's that's what being from New Hampshire is about. Uh, but it's also about finding our common ground and working together. And given everything we've been through uh, in the last couple of years, uh, given the war and Putin's just unconscionable uh, war crimes, I, I think it's really important that we all uh, focus on what we need to get done and um, the the great uh, democracy that we have and how lucky we are uh, to live in a democracy. Well, you're right. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and we'll uh, sit down and talk about more of it. But uh, as always, Senator, thank you for your time. Stay well. We'll talk soon. All right. Stay safe. Take All care, right. everybody. See you. Bye-bye.
Senator Maggie Hassan checking in from D.C. 935. We're going to take a break. Back with more. Fourth marriage? Which one? Eighth. Eighth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Eight times is it, a charm. You know, um, there is a version of that floating around, and mm. I played it a few years ago. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't heard it for a while. It was a receptionist uh, at a school. Really? And it was the last day of school. <laughs> and she had the background music. Yeah. And she belted out. Really? And and they somebody had a, a, a camera. Yeah. And she's sitting there, and she's holding the phone. <laughs> and the, the, there's some teachers around. Yep. And uh, they're going, okay, ding, 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 ding. They ding. And they hit the music, and she belts out, at last, summer vacation is here, at uh. last. <laughs> and she sounds an awesome job. Wow. Carries the whole song, but the whole thing is Eddie James at last. Nice. But no, not... I found love. Yeah. School vacation yeah. is here, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll yes. see if I can find that. But she yeah. nailed it. It was yeah, yeah. so good. Oh, my goodness. Yep. yep. She was a star. That was That great. is a good one. Yes. And you know what? It is that time of year that teacher, my daughter's a teacher. And, uh, of course, I'm a teacher of sorts, homeschooling yep. one of my children. Yep. And it is that time of year where you go, oh, two more months two more months and it's like okay we're in the home stretch we're just counting it down because now the days are getting nicer nobody really wants you get that kind of anxious itch to be done this is about the time when you're a senior in high school it's like okay wait a minute i've got enough credits yes exactly you're like why am i actually trying when is senior skip day i really yeah i've already been accepted to college do you know we had (laughs) we had a senior skip day Mm -hmm. for my class Mm -hmm. Well, my parents were very naive and very trusting. So I told them about the one senior skip day that was almost sanctioned. Mm-hmm. And then I created another one. I'm like, oh, it's senior skip day again. They just, oh, okay, then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it was not. I remember. I went down to the bus stop. My boyfriend picked me up. We went off. I, uh, husband number two? Or was that, that was uh, number four. Four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, we had uh, uh, one of our one of the guys that we mm-hmm. hung out with, mm-hmm. his parents had a camp yeah. on a lake. Yeah. And so we, about five days before graduation, just kind of moved down there. <laughs> and 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 I kind of <sighs> forgot to tell my parents. Whoops. Yeah. And so um, they didn't really know where I was. Did they call the cops? Yeah. Um, they did not appreciate your disappearance. No, no. And, mm. and the cops came down mm-hmm. and... I come to find out I wasn't the only kid 
then yeah. forgot to tell mom and dad where the. Oh, so no. the cops one stop. Yep. They found all 27 of us. Yep. Hanging out oh, at the camp. Oh, yep. boy. Probably wasn't hard to find you. No, we yep. were right there. Yep. No. yep. And all the keys, all the car keys were in a jar. Okay. And we were not driving anywhere. Yep. We were swimming and playing. And um, drinking Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. No, Boone's Farm Apple. It was 99 cents a bottle. <laughs> I was trying to we help could you. afford that. Oh, I right. know. Yeah. I know. It was, um, and th- we, that was our senior skip week. Oh, my God. <laughs> senior skip week. Yeah. And then we ended up in jail. Oh, I, I cannot imagine being your parents. Then all of a sudden, like, have you seen Peter? No, he's yep. he hasn't been around for a while. Well, he'll come back around dinner time. Yep. Dinner comes yep. and goes. Yeah. No, my, Peter. Yeah, but. There were Nighttime many, many kids goes, in the neighborhood. They're all missing. Yeah, they were all down at the camp. See, me, I'm, I'm thinking they all got kidnapped. There's some yeah. big plot going. Oh, no, this is this is. You're giving me white hair, and I, I don't even. You're not even my kid. This was West Underwear, Maine. I mean, there was nothing up there. You know. Yeah. Well, you could have been eaten by a bear. No, black bears. No, no, no. no. Okay, but that's a mother's yeah, okay, worries fine. go to the extreme. Okay. When when the child is missing. Yeah. All right. We were safe. Maybe your parents were like, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. I may not have been all that worried yeah, and not no, looking that hard for you. Probably not. <laughs> if you want to lead a healthy lifestyle, yes, you might want to consider heading to San Francisco. Yes, I know. According to a new report, San Francisco is the top of the list for the healthiest cities in the U.S., how is that even possible? The metrics were fit into four categories. Health care, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. fitness, and green space. So we're not worried about breathable air? No. Oh. No, apparently not. Okay. Um, uh, here's, here's one that scares me. Mm-hmm. Three cities, all tied for the city with the most mental health counselors per capita. Okay. Spokane, Washington. Yeah. Richmond, Virginia. Sure. Manchester, New Hampshire. Stop it. Swear to God. Oh, yep. dear. And Brownsville, Texas, yeah. was found to have the fewest mental health counselors per capita. The okay. only thing that New Hampshire made on this list. <laughs> mental health. Mental health. health. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Spokane, Excellent. Richmond, and Manchester had the most mental health counselors per capita. Beautiful. Uh, Portland, Oregon, the most healthy restaurants per capita. Um, Glendale, Arizona, Lewiston, Maine, tied for the city with the lowest average monthly cost of a fitness club membership. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, Washington, D.C., New York, and Juneau, Alaska, tied for the highest average monthly cost of a fitness club membership. Do you know those fitness club memberships, you know what the the catch is with those? They expect you to show up. I know. I know. You can't just sign the paperwork and start paying. No. I did that. Nothing's changed. The healthiest cities to live in in the U.S., um, yeah, um, I've been to a bunch of them. <laughs> um, Do you feel healthier? Number one, San Francisco. Number yeah. two, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, San Diego. Number four, Portland, Oregon. Number five, Salt Lake City. Number six, Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Austin. Uh, number eight, Denver, which to me is a pit, but anyway. Number nine, South Burlington, Vermont. Oh. Not Burlington. South Burlington is Tony. There's a big difference? Oh, there is a huge oh. difference. Trust me, if you live in Burlington, yeah. that's the, the, the grotty part of Burlington. Oh. But South Burlington, oh, the angels <laughs> and the oh, rainbows. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And now, you're kidding me on this one, but you're not. The 10th most healthiest cities to live, uh, 10th 
most healthy city to live in in America? Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Uh-uh. Are you kidding no. me? <laughs> That's if you... Because oh. isn't that the most violent city? Yeah. yeah. So how is it healthy to live there? Amidst the, I guess if you don't get picked off? I, I, I mean, do. I, oh, okay. I mean, they have crack houses like two blocks from the white house and that's if you don't get shot yeah, on I the know, way i know okay uh, it, it's i've been i've been dc at two o'clock in the morning there's some scary looking people on <laughs> yes, the street man yes, yes. Uh, no yeah um nope, oh nope, that's nope. interesting nope i remember i was uh i was down at a military base uh fort belvoir in virginia okay. uh, the army corps of engineers and i was down there for a week um and we were coming back from Belvoir um, to a hotel. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. And car pulls up to next, next to us. Inner city D.C. Mm-hmm. And windows roll down. <laughs> they're looking <laughs> at us. And they're going, hey, you got any beer? <laughs> and I'm looking, uh, 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 you know, um, well. And the guy sitting in the goes, yeah, how many do you want? I'm going, oh, oh God. Oh, no. Don't. And so here we are passing <laughs> beers through the I'm window. Like, oh, oh God, I'm not going to get home. What yeah. are you doing to me? Yeah. And they went, okay, thanks. And drove off. And, and they went, left. Oh. Quick, throw it in reverse. Get the hell out of here. 9.47 is the time. We're going to get the hell out of here. Take a break. Back with more right after this. Avenue because the Trump people, when he was running for um, when he was running for president and he was uh, president, he would come out at campaign stops, would play Electric Avenue, liked the beat of the song, uh, whatever. Didn't have licensing or oh, permission. Yeah. No, no, so no, Eddie no. Grant is suing uh, former President Trump oh, for goodness. misuse of blah blah blah. Oh, and apparently, it. apparently, it's it's going to court. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just yeah. Yep. Represent yourself with someone else's song nope. without the yeah. rights to it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. goodness. Whoopsie. So, so you may be hearing that song again. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> you heard it here. That, yes. that, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Because that was a one-hit wonder for Eddie Grant. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think yeah. that was the only thing. And yeah. I think I, my guess would be that was around like 1983. Or yeah, something. sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie Grant, yeah, never heard anything one and else done. from him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it was a catchy little thing, but for yeah. whatever reason, the, the, the Trump people liked it mm-hmm. and would just blare it out on the, and it's catchy on the speakers, you yeah. know, okay, yep. got that, yep. yep. But yeah, apparently oh, didn't dear. ask, just Whoops. took it. So, and, and the performer, Eddie Grant in this case, 
says, well, that's an implied endorsement that I was supporting the president. Mm. Nay, 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 nay. Right, right. Yeah, you can't he, he, just. He might have been, but his attorney said, we can get money out of this. Yeah, and <laughs> since he was a one-hit wonder, we got to like, leverage this for all yep, it's worth. Yep, yep, All right. Uh, 9.53 is the time. Um, I saw a story this morning. It, it probably doesn't mean anything to you, um, but uh, it means a little bit to me. Um, more than 6,000 gang members have been detained in the first nine days of a state of emergency in El Salvador. Uh, the president of El Salvador uh, said yesterday after imposing the measures to stamp out a soaring homicide wave. The Central American country de- declared the emergency measure last week after 87 people were killed between March 25th and March 27th. Mm. Okay. Wow. Um, and Monday, the president said the 6,000 detained in a little over a week added to the 16,000 gang members already incarcerated in El Salvador's prisons. And he said, if they commit one act of revenge, there will not even be one meal in the prisons. The president said, I swear to God, they will not eat a single grain of rice and we'll see how long they last. And I don't care what international organizations say. Woo. Um, Yep. Uh, He added he had ordered the construction of a maximum security prison with a capacity of 20,000 inmates. He said there are only two ways, jail or death. Wow. Um, And and, uh, he he was elected president, uh, a 40-year-old. Um, he was elected president in 2019 and enjoyed broad support in El Salvador. And and having been to El Salvador three times with uh, the National Guard, wonderful country, beautiful country, nice people, um, really are. will give you the shirt. Off. They don't have a lot of money, but they'll give you the shirt off their back. They'll share whatever they want. Um, and there is a, a caste system there uh, that... that it, we would frown upon it here in America, but um, uh, there are two two distinct Salvadoran peoples. One is short and dark, dark-skinned, and tall, lanky, and lighter-skinned. The shorter people are true Aztec, Mayan uh, ancestors. The... Um, the tall, uh, thin, light-skinned are Castilians, uh, uh, Spanish influence. Uh, when the, when the, the conquistadors came in, mm-hmm. okay. Um, if you are in the military, if you are the Castilian, the tall, thin, light-skinned, you will be an officer. If you are short and dark in the Mayan profile, you will never be an officer. Oh. You will only be a rank-and-file soldier. Wow. It, it's, wow. It is that dramatic, oh, wow. okay. And... and um, and because the country is so poverty-stricken, uh, military is, is you know a way for them to better themselves. Uh, but the people are great. Uh, but the crime, uh, it is gang. It is mm-hmm. gang-driven. Uh, I was at a four-star hotel in San Salvador, in the, in the nation's capital. There's a guy with a, sh- uh, a shotgun standing in the driveway um, across the street. Uh, there's a, uh, a Chinese restaurant. Uh, open air, you know, great. Again, somebody with a, a gun standing there guarding. Um, and when we would go through places, um, we had armed escorts. And it was gangs. It wasn't uh, revolutionaries. It wasn't, it was gangs. It was like, who's dumb enough to stop, you know, um, a, a four-car convoy 
Uh, but in the convoys that we had, um, they had military uh, motorcycles. They would stop the intersection streets. They would stop the motorcycles and stop vehicles from entering in in front of us until we had gone by. Then they would, I mean, it was that. Wow. You saw it in, in the movie Harrison Ford, Clear and Present Danger, when he went down to Columbia. Oh, yeah, it really happens, kids. Mm. Um, and that's what they live in fear of in El Salvador. Uh, MS-13 is the gang that um, came, morphed and came to America, but it has Salvadoran roots and big problems. So now the president is saying, hey, uh-uh, we're improving security. And if you're a gang member, apparently last week, uh, they reformed the penal code to increase the maximum sentence for gang membership from nine to 45 years in prison. So he's got to get tough because it is overwhelming the country. Uh, we have gangs here. Uh, we've had a gang expert on talking right. about it. Yeah. But compared to El Salvador, nothing. Wow. And wow. Uh, when I was down there the last time, had a conversation with the U.S. ambassador to El Salvador. He said, that's the big problem down here. Mm. It is gangs. And they're all beating up people for extortion money. And it's just tough. So if he can do it and, and knock the gangs out of their slots... Wow. More power to you, Mr. President. Yeah. yeah. But interesting story. Pretty extreme. And, yeah. and, and again, nice country, nice people. I'd mm. like to see them be happy. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, 959 is the time. We've uh, frittered away another day. But thanks to Mighty John, the record guy. Thanks to Sean Toll from Davis Wealth Management and Senator Maggie Hassan. Tomorrow, who knows? Maybe we'll just play Etta James at last for two hours. <laughs> at last. At last. <laughs> Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Oh, woman, oh, woman, don't treat me so mean. You're the meanest old woman that I've ever seen. I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, you.